Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. journey of the season and is followed up by probably the worst performance of the season so far it was not pretty welcome to Charlton Live So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live, coming to you live here uh, on your Sunday evening from the Valley. My name is Louis Mendez and joining me here in the studio uh, to look back at yesterday's thoroughly disappointing uh, trip up to the northeast to take on Middlesbrough uh, is Mr. Lewis Cat, a man who made that long journey himself. How are you doing, Lewis? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, enjoy your day out yesterday? Um, no, I don't think I'll be going there again. No? No, no uh, chance. I've, I've been there twice now. We lost both times. Yeah, so. well, we always lose there. We only ever won there once. It's crazy, our record. Yeah, it's miserable, wasn't it? Yeah, up at, up at Middlesbrough is a particularly poor record, and it did not look like getting any better at any point, unfortunately. Yes, a goal down inside the first minute, and we never looked like we were going to recover from that. Uh, Lee Bayer very disappointed with the outing from his side. Uh, we'll hear from Bayer later on in the show. We're going to hear the highlights, of course. Um, once we've heard from Bose, we're also going to hear from Jason Pierce, the skipper. 
Uh, came to speak to Terry after yesterday's game as well. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, let us know what you made of yesterday's performance. Let us know how worried you are now about the form that we find ourselves in, uh, injuries or not. We're obviously on a bad run, eight games without a win. Uh, lost our last three, lost five of our last six. We're in a, in, in a nasty little run here. Um, let us know how you're feeling. Studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Tweet us at charltonlive or head over to the Charlton Live Forum to have your say on this evening's show. Also, later on, we're going to hear uh, from Dave Thompson, uh, from fans supporting food banks. Uh, there's going to be some food bank collections here uh, at the two home games coming up uh, this week, Tuesday and Friday, against Huddersfield and Hull. So uh, make sure you can bring uh, bring some donations for that. And uh, we'll hear from Dave. He'll tell us exactly the sort of thing they're after uh, and why they'll be doing that here at the Valley during the week. So make sure uh, you're prepared for that as well. So just before we hear the highlights, Lewis, if that is the the word you can use <laughs> um, I mean that was that was desperately poor yesterday um, and, you know and we're on a bad run in terms of form there has been games within that bad run where we haven't played too badly um, but there have there have been a couple of games now uh, looking a couple of weeks ago maybe a, um, what was it uh, Preston at home and you know looking again yesterday where we have you know injuries or not we've played poorly and and even if we had a fully fit side, if they played like that, they wouldn't have got anything. Yeah, I, I thought yesterday was was as poor a performance as any. I, I, I'd have to go back a long time to think about when we last played that badly. Um, we just, I mean, you're always going to sort of suffer that that setback if you concede so early. But the game's never dead. I mean, we were talking about it yesterday that we conceded early in the playoff final, you know, and it, and it wasn't dead. It wasn't even as early as yesterday. So there was plenty of time to to react, and we just never looked like we were ever going to. And, that first half was was just a, one of the worst halves of football I've seen from a Charlton side in a really long time, and I was extremely disappointed because, as you say, we've had performances of late that haven't quite reflected the result. Where we've we've played well against the odds with the injuries that we do have, and and we've not come out of it with the result that we maybe feel like we deserved. And and Sheffield Wednesday the other week, we thought that their their result probably flattered them a little bit, given the performance that we put out with the. It, the players we had available but yesterday was just one of those days at the office that was was terrible and it's one you've just got to you've got to try and put behind you quickly um and it's probably quite handy that we've got a game so quickly on Tuesday night to try and to try and bounce back because that was seriously poor yeah excellent well let's listen to it again uh, the highlights from uh, Valley Pass uh, your commentators are of course Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith in the centre circle it skies up in the air Ledley with his first touch as a Charlton player but it's deflected into Fletcher good tackle by Pierce. it's run the way of Middlesbrough but again Ledley in well, trying to get in the challenge but uh, just beaten to it and it's out there to Spence ball knocked forward beyond Jason Pierce. he gets his head to it but it's uh, inadvertently gone into a, a somber longer trying to make space for the shot squirts through the uh, legs of Pierce and then knocked in because Dylan Phillips couldn't get there and it's a goal in the opening minute for Middlesbrough that's an awful goal for Charlton to concede. Really awful. It's the first minute. They've lost a couple of battles early on. A couple of lucky deflections coming Middlesbrough's way. It's a long ball downfield. Pierce just gets caught underneath it slightly. Heads it inside to Sombolonga. Sombolonga on the edge of the box. Turns, gets his shot away. Went takes the deflection of Pierce. And it comes the way of, I think that's Fletcher again on the end of it. Gets there first head of Pierce. Uh, Savile, I think it was, it was and the then man Savile, who finally it in. And then Savile was the one who, as you say, Terry, just finally... Deflected in, and that's an awful start. Comes forward, ball inside to Savile, urge to shoot, takes the shot. Wide right of the right hand post, I think Dylan Phillips had it covered. 
but it was a dangerous shot nevertheless. Charl needs to change formation, Terry. Ball forward, looking for Leco. Can't get there, headed away by Ayala. Straight up to Fletcher. A pierce off. Almost knocked it past Dylan Phillips. And then a snapshot as the ricochet went to Coulson on the left-hand side. It sailed over the bar, but again, Charlton just panicking at the defender. Matthews takes it quickly. Potentially a little soft, but uh, as I said before, we'll take it. Osalaja to Pierce. Out to left to Perrington. It's a bit of a heavy first touch. Oh. And Spence gets there first. And Spence is inside the penalty on the right-hand side. Ball across to Sombolonga. Shooting chance. Great block for Osalaja. Sombolonga again over the bar. And a goal kick. Well... I've got to say, if it wasn't for Deja Shalaja, we'd probably be 3-0 down now. But uh, quite what Ben Perrington was doing now, I have no idea. Looks to switch the play and does and finds Coulson. Coulson born to the box. There's a good one towards Tavernier with a shot. And what a chance. Puts it wide. But yeah. No one trapped the run of Tavernier. The ball into the box is good and Tavernier should have scored. Yeah, Darren Prattley just uh, apologising. Should have yeah, run with him, didn't. Crossing opportunity. It's a decent looking ball and... At the back post, is a difficult opportunity for Sombolonga, and Matthews probably just did enough just to deny him a free header. Didn't, pounce on, that, didn't pounce on that second ball at all when uh, when it dropped. Allowed Middlesbrough to get there first. We can't afford to do it. Perrington inflicts it on, and there is the half-time whistle. Phew. As a tough first 45 minutes for Charlton comes to an end. And there will be a double change. One of them is the return of Lyle Taylor. Kick forward towards Taylor. Immediately gets something on the ball. Comes down to Lecco. Can Taylor get in the ball? He can. It comes back to Lecco. Shooting chance. Oh, he opted oh, to pass it. it. He had to shoot. But immediately, Lyle Taylor involved. Oh. And Charlton almost had their first opportunity of the game. Well, they did have their first opportunity of the game. and should have made more of it. Oh, Jonathan Lecco. He's going to take the throw. Short two. Oh, dear. Fletcher back heel to Spence. Spence ball across goal. Tavernier, what a chance and puts it over. And Charlton again guilty of some slack defending. And Middlesbrough should have made it. Should have made it too. We just stood there and watched from the bottom work, but uh, good work by Doughty to win it back for Charlton. And then Gallagher back on it again inside the penalty area, right at edge. Think about the shot, takes it just over the bar. And the first real effort in anger from Charlton in this second half, probably in all the game. Yeah, to Fletcher. Fletcher. Ball infield, that's too easy to call some back to Fletcher, shot, lovely save by Dylan Phillips, but we just stood and watched. Great save from Phillips, he's kept his team in this, and you're spot on, Terry. Just stood and watched, is exactly what happened. Inside the throw to Morgan, sets uh, Pierce away to his left-hand side. Doughty on the touchline, but Morgan collects it back inside the centre circle. Chip ball, Great looking ball. for Taylor, can it find him? He does, Taylor in the penalty area, takes a shot, blocked away, can he get the second oh, one? No, oh. just beaten to it by Coulson, and that's a sign that uh, he hasn't played that it much. Is. Yes, it is, and uh, the ball upfield to, surely he's offside, no. Walker into the penalty area, goes back in on his right, takes a shot over the bar. What a chance. How Middlesbrough haven't scored a second, I'll never know. No, me neither. Into the area, cleared away, it'll run to Gallagher. Gallagher trying to get it on his right foot. Can't quite get the space, that's a handball, but it'll run to Morgan. Can he shoot? He does. It's oh. a right save to the right-hand side by Pears and away for a corner. Well, I said it, Terry, I still sense Charlton get something in this. Morgan with a great shot, save yeah, by Pears for Charlton. This time, Oshelaja quickly with it, and there's the final whistle. Charlton going down 1-0. A first-minute strike by George Savile in a game that, apart from maybe three occasions, we never really threatened to get into at all. Yeah, Terry, not very happy there, as you could hear with the uh, the performance, and uh, well, you can understand why. I think just under, or just around the 500 uh, mark of travelling supporters up there, and I feel like every single one of them will, will feel like it's a bit of a wasted journey. Really, first our first shot. Not 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 like an effort off target. Our first shot in any 
any form came on 70 minutes with Gallagher curling wide. I think our, we had two shots on target throughout the entire 90 minutes, which were both towards the end, a fairly tame one from Gallagher that the keeper held. Uh, Albie Morgan nearly nicking a point at the end, which would have been an absolute like, disgrace if we'd come away with something. <laughs> the Middlesbrough would have been gutted. Um, but, I mean, it just it just took forever for Charlton to get going. And it it just wasn't wasn't what we've been come accustomed to at points this season at all no not at all and we, we were just so so lackluster in, in possession with the passing is something that we've sort of we've got really good at over the last couple of seasons and we and we play such nice football on the floor but yesterday I can't remember stringing more than three passes together at once to the to the right player you know it was it was really poor stuff and even we were losing our battles in midfield which is something we haven't done for a long time you know the likes of Darren Prattley and Joe Ledley yesterday. I thought both had a bit of a tough game. Um, and we, we've only been talking about how much we've been praising Darren Prattley over the last couple of weeks. And yesterday was a bit of a, a bit of a performance that we're, we're not used to seeing out of him. Um, and all round, it, it really was just, it was just an awful, <laughs> an awful display. We, we just never got going. And, and it's really disappointing because we we've had our we've had our problems recently with injuries and stuff and we and we've managed to salvage things and put in the performances to sort of be like well at least we tried and, and you feel like clapping them off and giving it a go but yesterday was just I was sort of I was pretty stunned actually because I'm not used to seeing that sort of performance especially under Lee Bowyer. I think the the tone was very much set wasn't it inside that that first minute I think I think it was around the 52 second mark that that Middlesbrough took the lead uh, Britta Sombolonga shot was deflected it looked like Deji was sort of leaving it for for Dylan Phillips to to deal with Fletcher just nips in manages to sort of take it off Phillips' uh, Phillips fingertips really and then uh, there's George Savile to, to just poke it in form a Millwall man to rub salt into our gaping wounds after 50 odd seconds but you know I mean the, even the goal to start off like that it was it was, it was a weird goal to see really it's just it, you almost I was almost expecting a flag or something to go up just because of the way that everyone seemed to be so still that they just seemed to be standing there like statues at times yeah we were saying on the on the journey back last night when we were about how it was one of those goals that you, it was so soft that you think that oh the ref must have blamed for something surely yeah. because everyone stood around and watched it trickle into the net there was the build up from that the you know the ball forward wasn't dealt with overly well by Jason Pierce it was the head the header was sort of sent into the path of um, I think it was into the into the path of the Sombalonga who's one of the most dangerous strikers in the championship no arguments about that regardless of where Middlesbrough are in the table and. It was a bit of a bit of pinball in the in the box, and it, it just wasn't dealt with. And I thought Dylan came out and and sort of made a fairly decent save, and made himself big. But Oshelar just seemed to sort of freeze in the uh, in the build up to the into the actual ball hitting the back of the net, and you find yourself winding down after after fifty something seconds, after numerous cancelled trains and, <laughs> and everything. Yeah. You, you're not exactly in the in a, in a good mood about that. But at the same time, after after that sort of such a short duration there's such a long time to get back into that game and, and the chart on of late you think the football we play and the chances that we can create you think we'd have we'd have every chance of getting back into that game yesterday but that first half was, was an utter mm. shambles and we we never looked like waking up yeah and it's not too often that we question well we we'd need to question sort of the the, 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 the way we're set up tactically but I'd just say yesterday I mean, it was it was quite clear. Maybe it took ten minutes before you know, as the game settled in. You're thinking, I mean, we're we're playing the the diamond midfield. Uh, Middlesbrough are playing three at the back, and then a five man midfield if you count the wing backs in the midfield, which you would do. 
uh, because I mean you'd only count them as part of the back five when they're, when they're on the back foot, which they weren't. So John was just completely outnumbered in the middle of the park. Now I know I mean I know there's been cases where Bow hasn't quite been able to to play the formation perhaps he'd like to because of injuries to to key personnel. But I'm, I, I'm, it, it became it was so clear. You know, early on in that game, that we were getting overrun in midfield, we couldn't, as you say, couldn't string the passes together between the midfield players to get any pressure. You know, outside of our half, really, to get to get the ball out of our half, we just couldn't do it, and it it just felt like that there was really a case for perhaps you know even just trying to move things about. Just you have to you had to mix it up a little bit yesterday. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I think that um, the midfield for Middlesbrough, uh, Savile, Clayton, and Tavernier work well in, in closing us down and limiting us to our play. But as you say, the diamond left so much space and we were so exposed out wide um, by Hayden Coulson on one side and Jed Spence, who was making his debut for Burry yesterday, who we, we, we were both very impressed with, looked, looked dangerous at times. And given the, the amount of chances and crosses that they got into the box, we'd, we're, the, we're sort of begging for that to be happening for us because they were creating every two, everything they like everything they did going forward and every time they went forward, especially out wide, they looked like getting a dangerous ball into the box and scoring a goal. Mm. And quite how we went in one nil, only 1-0 down at half-time. I'm not too sure. If we'd have put in something like that against a team in the upper echelons of the table, it could it could have been seriously seriously devastating stuff, couldn't it? Really, it could have... <laughs> yeah. it could have Yesterday, I'm quite shocked we didn't come away from that at least 4-0 down at half-time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was one of those one of those first halves. I mean, we, not long after Savile scored, he had that shortly dragged wide from outside the area. And then, and then we saw a real a real case of how nervous Charlton looked with that, that mix up at the back when Pierce tried to play it back to Phillips, who was rushing off his line. Phillips just about was able to clear it. And I think it was Coulson for them. He was, he was off target with the rebound. Um, so yeah, there were plenty of chances in that first half I mean you, you're begging for something to change and just as uh, we were going into first half injury time I looked down to the bench and I saw Lyle Taylor sort of stripping off getting ready to to, to warm up at half time and I'm thinking yeah I, I, I won't be shocked if Bo chucks him on at half time uh, because he, he needed a spark from somewhere and uh, and you know we had it maybe first five minutes of the second period Taylor literally within the first se- the first 30, 30 seconds of the mm-hmm. second half um, caused a little bit of chaos with, with Leko un- unable to latch on on the edge of the area but then after that again it just sort of just seemed to go back into that lull even in the second period yeah it just seemed to completely fizzle out and and I like you when when Lyle came on I was thinking that it's the lift that we needed you know he's been out for 14 weeks and and we've missed having him around and we know what he's capable of and what he can create um the, the goals that he can score and that presence he brings on the pitch as well I think we we needed somebody like that yesterday and he came on and the immediate impact was there. Like you say, we, we created a, a hat full of chances and, and and tried getting back into the game, but it just still wasn't quite going our way. And then, as you say, yeah, it, it did really fizz out sort of in that mid that middle period of the second half. Um, Lyle seemed to be getting caught drifting out wide quite a lot and, and working. I saw him sort of tracking back to cover right back and everything. And, and you, you don't need him there. You need him in the box, really. <laughs> like yeah. when, you're, when, you're, when you're trailing 1-0... And your, your key man comes on, and he's covering that amount of ground to try and get back. Something's something's not right, and mm. especially with the like the creativity we had, especially when Albie came on. I thought Albie Morgan came on and, and did himself a bit of justice yesterday. Um, I was fairly disappointed not to see him start, but I'm not gonna not gonna question Lee Bayer because he's the man. But you know, it's it, I was I was quite. I was a bit gutted for Albie because he's impressed me over the recent weeks. When we when we've needed him, I feel like he stepped up to the plate and 
Um, I think he probably should have started yesterday, in my opinion, uh, over Joe Ledley, who's, who's not. He's only been here a week, and I think it was. I think it was fairly unfair to chuck him in so early because he had to be hauled off at half time, and then you find yourself changing it up that yeah. quickly. Yeah. Well, well, we'll talk a bit more about Joe Ledley later on, but um, you know, the we, we did have a couple of chances towards the end. You mentioned Morgan there. He mm-hmm. um, probably had the best of them with that volley from just or just half volley from just outside the area. The keeper did well to to tip away, and and two shots from. Uh, from Conor Gallagher as well, but I mean, chance creation was was just so low yesterday. So, so again, something that we we don't really come to expect. We expect to see a little bit more from him, and that and that's perhaps why it was such a surprise yesterday to to see a, a performance like that. Yeah, definitely. You know, we've we've been through patches like this before, and we've we've had the performances to back it where we've we've just been unlucky. I mean, we said many so many times yesterday on the way back, if if we'd have gone one 0 down that early. And the rest of the game was just an unbelievable defensive display by Middlesbrough and the keeper pulled out save after save after save. And we were just unlucky that we'd had that single lapse in concentration at the start of the game. We'd be coming away thinking, well, that's unlucky, but at least the performance was there. But it wasn't there at all. You know, it, Middlesbrough scored and the only the only side that reacted from Middlesbrough going one up was Middlesbrough. And mm. Bayerby, I imagine, would have been extremely disappointed. The people in the stands I was with yesterday were extremely disappointed. Um, and I just hope that uh, that we can bounce back now. We are getting players back slowly but surely. Um, Lyle getting minutes yesterday is a positive, 100%. Um, what happens with him on Tuesday, whether he comes in from the start now and we try and change it up a little bit, we will see. And one person we really missed yesterday, in my opinion, was Tom Lockyer because I just think that he shores up the defence uh, mm. even more so than Piercy at the moment. And I, I think we really missed him yesterday, especially in those situations where we lapsed so much in concentration with the with the errors and the silly passes you know it was I don't know whether I'm being too harsh or it was just it was one of those days where nothing goes your way you know, everyone has a bad day at the office don't they and I, mm-hmm. and I think yesterday was that for our players yeah I mean you mentioned then so Joe Deadley was signed on a short term contract just a month um, during the week he was announced on Friday morning um, 32 year old midfielder obviously been at Cardiff been at Palace uh, been in the Welsh international squad, comes into us. Uh, I was reasonably surprised to see him chuck straight in uh, just because he hasn't played football for so long. He'd been without a club since January, which is a very long time. Um, but he came straight in. Uh, again, I mean, you still have to say, well, you, no one really shone yesterday, so it might be overly harsh. But he didn't, he didn't sort of... Uh, he wasn't great, if we're being honest. He, he didn't he didn't look head and shoulders above anyone else that we had yesterday, put it that way. No, he just wasn't match sharp, was he, whatsoever. We we know he's a good player. We know he's got something about him. Otherwise, we wouldn't have bothered signing him, you know. And the issue we had with him yesterday was that he was just off. So he was sort of that half, sort of half a, like half a millimetre even behind other people in terms of what they were doing. He was slightly off the pace with the passing. His passing wasn't overly accurate. Um, it's just game. It's match time, isn't it? And ga- and and match fitness. It's making it's it's such a a high tempo league now. The championship, and you're talking about somebody that's not played for a club for a year. He got released by Derby last January, I believe, and he's obviously been training in the meantime and keeping himself fit. But you can't compare that to an actual match atmosphere, can you? Really? And I think that he'd have missed that yes especially yesterday <laughs> like Middlesbrough are a team scrapping for their lives a little bit down the bottom needed a result they're at home maybe in my eyes we should have started Albi created a little bit more uh, in that first half and then 
if, if we'd have ended up taking the lead and for us to share it up, you bring on Joe Ledley as more of a defensive midfield option because he, he didn't create anything really in that diamond. I couldn't work out whether he was at the base or Prattley was at the base because they both seemed to be just on top of each other the whole time yesterday. And, and that's another thing. It's, it's going to take time to build up those relationships, isn't it? And, and work out how each other play and everything like that. So I, I was, yeah, as you say, a, a little bit shocked to see him start. But I think there's, I think there's, more to come from him. I think he's a good player and will be a good asset. I just think yesterday probably came a little bit too soon for him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but there is still to be said. Like I say, I, I think the way that we were set up in that midfield anyway. I mean, our passing would have had to be bang on yesterday just because they were so outnumbered there. We would have had to pass away around them. And that just didn't seem to happen. And that's what I do wonder if the early goal knocks the confidence a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, Bowie must have been scratching his head as to why you know, normally competent players haven't been able to put passes together. Yeah, exactly. And I I don't think we can use the early goal as too much of an excuse. You know, like I said at the start of the show, with the with the playoff final, you know, we pass it into our own net after five minutes and, <laughs> and we managed to come back from that, you know. So conceding after after fifty three seconds or whatever it was yesterday gives you even more time to get back into it and, and really we should have reacted better. We should we're capable of a lot more We've shown that in in so many games this season that we're capable of a lot more. We can create more. We've got players now. Of course, we've we've had injuries, but players in that eleven yesterday are more than capable of getting someone out of a Middlesbrough side that are struggling at the wrong end of the table. Mm. And we just didn't get going for whatever reason yesterday. Something didn't go right, and it, it and it's it's pretty tough to take because it's a long time since we've sat in here. And, and spoken about a child performance that we've been overly disappointed about. You know, we've had defeats, of course we have, but this season especially, we've we've seen it as with the such a good start that we did have. We've seen we we knew we were going to lose at some points, and we and we were overachieving. And we're looking at it on the back of yesterday. That's the first time I think we've sat in here and been really disappointed with how we turned up uh, under Lee Bayer and. I think a reaction is is needed massively uh, on Tuesday night. Yeah, certainly. I mean, what did you make of Lyle Taylor? Obviously, came on a, a, at half time, uh, was involved in a, in a move early on, had a volley that was sort of blocked towards towards the the end of the game as well. Um, obviously, again, he's been out for what three months. You're looking at he's he's never going to be fully fit, but you know, uh, you could just you could tell when he first came on, it, it just gave Middlesbrough something to to think about, even if that did sort of fizzle out until the last five minutes or so after that. Yeah, definitely, it gave us a lift um, on the pitch and off it. You know, as soon as we saw him running out and 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 getting stripped up to come on, we were you know the whole crowd's lifted. You see your star man coming back after 14 weeks out. You know, we we've missed him. You know, horrendously. Let's be honest, and to see him come back is a massive positive. On yesterday, I think uh, Boya said in his presser, we'll hear later anyway, that he probably got longer than we thought we wanted to get out of him yesterday. Um, so we've got to manage it because it was a, it was an injury that kept him out for a long time. You you don't want to get him out again for a similar period. So we've got to bed him bed him in gently. So I try not to have too much of a judgment on him yesterday because I thought he did give us a lift, but also the. As, as there was with Joe Ledley, there was a bit of that rustiness in there. And um, we, we had a bad game collectively yesterday. So if we'd have come in and we were playing a lot better, then it would have been easier to judge mm. him. I think yesterday we brought him on for a reaction, pro- but probably a little bit unfairly given the, the amount of time he's yeah. been out. So, I mean, what did, what did you make of Borough then? Because obviously they're another team that are down there. And we, we now have to start 
saying we're almost a club that can be considered down there. We're still seven points above the drop zone. Middlesbrough uh, are four points above it after beating us yesterday. They're only their second win in, I think, 12 games or 13 yeah. games, uh, both of which have been their last two two home games. So they've obviously just started to to pick up a little bit of form at, at the Riverside Stadium. For, for a team that we may or may not, therefore, have, have been, been a mini league with as the season goes on, I mean, how, how do you think they compare to us? I I wasn't overly impressed with them, really. I thought that they were they created a fair bit, but didn't take it. Um, as as we said earlier, they could have they could have beaten us four or five nil yesterday. Let's let's not beat around a bush. But I thought, in terms of their actual passing play, in that the first half they were okay, but I think we just made them look good. I, I don't think actually they were that great, and it's it's weird to see them down there because we used to see Middlesbrough sort of at the up, upper end of the table. And you know, the last time I was there, they were competing to finish in the top two. Um, and they've got big name players in there at this level. You know, the Johnny Housens, Adam Clayton, who's been there a long time. Britta Longer, we've touched on already. He's one of the most dangerous strikers in the division. So to see them down there was a bit of a surprise. But I know they've had their injury problems as well. You know, the likes of Lewis Wing and, and people like that, uh, that that couldn't feature yesterday. So, um, and Anthony Dick still, of course. So I, th- I think it's one of those one of those sides where they've just had a bit of a a bit of a tough run and a bit of tough luck with injuries as well. And obviously a rookie manager in in Jonathan Woodgate, so he's he's still learning his trade there. I, I imagine they'll be all right, judging judging by how they played yesterday. I've, I think we've played worse sides than that this mm. season above Borough in the division. So I think they'll be all right. Right, of course, we mentioned Jonathan Woodgate there, one of Lee Bayer's former uh, Leeds United teammates. Um, so I caught up with Lee uh, after yesterday's defeat uh, up at the Riverside. I wanted to find out what he made uh, of his size performance. And the Addicts boss was uh, not pleased uh, with what he saw. Not good enough. Uh, from start to finish, they was better than us. Uh, we Defensively, I thought we was, was not... F- Physical enough. Uh, for the two strikers, two strikers run us run us ragged at times. Um, so yeah, too many crosses came into the box. They just didn't seem that. I don't know that fight, and it wasn't like one or two. It was like the whole lot. So I think it's one of them. You have to just 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 move on quickly because um, if there's one thing that I've been able to stand here and say after every game is that we competed and we, and we fought and, and we gave everything and today we, we fell short there. Um, we fell short on, on, on the physical side of the game and normally that's, that's a, a good plus for us. So, But today it wasn't that. I guess losing a goal inside the opening minute is always going to put you on the back foot, but it, it, it just didn't seem like a normal Charlton display, particularly in the first half today. No, first half we was it was very very bad. Um, made changes at half time, and, and then I thought we, we was a bit better second half, or a lot better second half than what we was first half. Um, but again, still not not to our, our normal selves. Uh, so yeah, we have to. We'll be in tomorrow and we um, go through things and, and and get it right for uh, for Tuesday. So the, the only positive that I could take from today was that Lowell came on and got 45 minutes into him. That's the only positive for me. Um, apart from that, it, it was it was a bad day. 
It was good to see, of course, Lyle coming back. And I guess you were still well aware of the injury situation. But if you're looking now, you're going eight games without a win. You're just starting to think we need to get these bodies back and start picking up those results again. Yeah, because it's tough. It's tough when you've got that 12, 13 out have we got. It's tough. Like I said before, I've said it. That if you take 12, 13 players out of any squad, it's going to be tough. Um, but I, I know we're come through this, um, but we just need just need a bit of help, you know. Um, just need some of them bodies to come back and lol today has, has come back and okay, a little bit off of it, but you can see what we miss. Uh, he fights, he competes for, for for every ball and puts dangerous balls in the box. And and, and to be fair, he, the, the ball that he hit. Got good block from the defender. That was, that was flying, so that, that, that would have ended up in the back of the net. But most important thing is that he's back. Got 45 minutes into him, and, and we're trying to do the same on Tuesday with him. You spoke about needing some help. You managed to get some in this week, of course, in Joe Ledley, and might be slightly too early to judge just on, on 45 minutes. But what are you hoping that he can bring to the side? Experience. He's got bundles of experience. Um, it's only, it's only like a, a, a month's contract, so we just to help us out bodies-wise because we just don't don't have the bodies. So uh, bring his experience and, and help these young lads through through this this period. But do you think he's got a chance of, of getting a longer contract if he can prove himself inside this month? Yeah, it's, it's all ifs and buts. He, he has to come and, and do well, and and then there's something that we might talk about. But as it stands, he. Most important thing is to get in and, and, and train in and, and, and try and get his fitness up. So there's um, always going to be bad news as well when it comes to injuries. Unfortunately, that seems to be the Charlton way. And no, no Aaron Ostuma today. Um, can you give us any information on, on why that was? <laughs> he's injured. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's done some ligaments in his ankle, so um, he's in the boot at the moment. He's uh, from from the challenge he took last week. So. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's struggling at the moment. So that's going to be another few weeks for him as well then? I'd say uh, yeah, at least a couple of weeks, I'd say, yeah. And uh, also you were hoping Chucks was a, might have been on the bench there. Was it just a game too soon for him? No. Um, Chucks broke down on Thursday. So the first day that he trained with us, he's been outside for a week, ten days, working on his fitness and done all past all the tests there and then his first day training with us which wasn't even a physical day he, he ended up pulling a different muscle it's not so, the same one not the same one so five now Chucks has had five different muscle injuries since the summer not the same muscle different muscles so um, it's not good so obviously we was hoping that he was going to be on coming off the bench but we lost it so I guess obviously it's now a quick turnaround and an unusual situation where you're playing two evening games in, in one week with uh, your squad as it is um, it's going to be tough to get them going again but you're going to have to find that way as, as, as you often do yeah, and that's what we do we're, we're, we're regroup and we dust ourselves down and, and we go again Tuesday so we'll, we'll be better Tuesday I can, I can assure you the, the, the lads the lads will be up for him and I'm firing to be fair that was the first time that I've actually not been too happy with, with their their work rate if you like 
So uh, it's not bad going in, in 18 months. So, um, yeah. But it's just disappointing because I felt this was a place we could come and, and maybe take the three points. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Welcome back, this is Charlton Live on your Sunday evening there. We just heard from the Addicts boss Lee Bayer after yesterday's defeat, disappointing defeat uh, up at Middlesbrough 1-0. George Chappell with the goal inside the uh, opening minute and uh, yeah, he weren't happy, but I mean, you don't often hear him uh, in a good mood anyway, I guess, but um, he was, you could tell the frustration there. Uh, and uh, he sounded a bit bemused by by what happened because, like, like you say, you don't you don't get performances like that from his side too often. No, I share his frustrations to be honest, and I think that's why I feel so flat about all of it. Is that it's a, we, I'm so used to not seeing us perform like that. You know, even even the games where we have we have lost before, and we've still had something about us. And I've I've always felt like we had a chance to get back into it, but yesterday just. There was absolutely nothing about it at all, and it, and it was really hard to sort of like galvanise what was going on when we were sat in the stands, and you you one nil down inside inside the first minute. You're thinking there's a, there's a long time to go. Can we pick this up? But you know, Bo Bo said it there. Like we we just didn't we just didn't get going. We mm. and we never looked like getting going yesterday for whatever reason. So it's it's disappointing now, and it, it is hard to take. You try to brush yourselves down and and kick on because. As we say, two games in quick succession this mm. week, and they're both at home, both very important. So we've got to got to start turning it around yeah. quickly before, as we said off air, we start getting dragged into yeah. the wrong end of the table. That's what I was going to say because obviously I said to to Bo there, like in- injuries or not, he's, he's going to he's he's going to be fully aware. It's now eight games without a win. Um, like I said, we've still got that that buffer above the relegation places of of seven points. Wigan in in twenty second, uh, the uh, the team at the top of the relegation zone. But you have got Huddersfield who are coming here on Tuesday. They're only two points above Wigan. I mean, if they if they drag us in, I mean, they they could only be two points behind us. All of a sudden, you're getting sucked down. You you're dropping down places. Um, I mean, that's that that's when it's injuries or not. 
that's when you, you don't want to get lo- locked into this long, hard run of results that start to affect you mentally as well. Because you know they always say that winning breeds confidence, and and it could be the same. You know, the, the opposite for defeats. You get sucked into a losing run that goes on and on and on. And, you, and no matter how many players come back, you, you'll start to wonder where your next win's going to come from anyway. Yeah, exactly, and especially at this at this period of the season when it's the it's the Christmas season, and, and we have that that spell of game after game after game and we've got it this week really where we've got three games in the space of six days and we're looking at a squad already that's that's fairly depleted and is struggling for numbers and we've got three difficult games in that in that space of three days and at least these next two are at home I, I feel like we can always get something at home but Huddersfield a team down that end of the table as well again a bit of a shock considering some of the players they've got in their sides and it's going to be it's going to be a tough ask Tuesday. But we've we've got to play like such a polar opposite to how we played on Saturday to, yeah. to get anything out of that game. So it's going to be a serious amount of work. Over, over I don't know if they if they're in today or yeah they're in today. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it's, it's going to be some serious hard work for the next couple of days as we yeah. prep for that game. And obviously uh, we can't go through an interview without with Lee Bowie without a, a new injury surfacing. So uh, I think I knew before, we knew before the game that that um, Aaron Ostuma was going to be out and he had something. So that sounds like a few weeks with his his ligaments from a, a challenge from that Sheffield Wednesday game. Chucks an EK out as well. You know, we were, we were surprised to see him not on the bench. Uh, I assumed it was just going to be a case of, oh, it's just come slightly too soon for him. But now he's, he's broken down with a new injury. So, Bo, you mentioned it there, five muscle injuries. Um now I'm no I'm no expert. That's the problem. But I mean, Bo, you could you could tell Bo you sounded frustrated um, with, with that. You know, I mean, when you're picking up injuries like that over and over again, clearly something's not quite right. Whether it's the player not training or not keeping himself in the right shape, whether it's the the player being rushed back too early. I mean, that's what I don't know. But clearly, Bay is not happy with something there. No, and it, and it's a similar story we've had all season with Chucks. It seems like every time he's he's either been been back in the side and looked like sort of trying to stabilise himself in the in a match day eighteen, it, something happens and he's out for a a spell and now it's he's been out for that spell and we're looking at like getting him back and a good period for him really because of the injuries we do have he's got an opportunity to come in and and sort of stank you know stamp his claim on that on a starting berth if you like because he's not really had that opportunity yet and he seems to break down again and, and with a different injury as well and I think that's the frustration you can almost understand if it's the same muscle and it's something that's recurring because then you can probably investigate it more but it's a it's a different injury this time and it's, I imagine it's extremely frustrating for Chooks, but for us as well, you know, a squad that's already low on bodies to be to be looking uh, last week, thinking, oh, we're gonna have, we'll have Lyle back Saturday, we'll have Chucks back as well. You could potentially have Johnny Williams in a couple of weeks as well, and you start slowly getting that that feed of players dripping back, and then and then you get another setback in a player that's that's on the horizon of coming back, and, and all of a sudden he's he's we don't even know how far away he's going to be now because. If these injuries keep reoccurring with with Chucks, then there's going to have to be, you know, serious investigation as to why. From not just for our sakes, but for his sakes as a professional footballer, because it's it's not normal to break down as much as he has done this season. I don't know what his injury record was like at MK Dons. He seems to play quite a lot of games and that's over the last couple of seasons. So, so. Yeah, so I don't know whether it's he's not taken to our training. Who knows? But regardless, you know, you got to wish him a speedy recovery and everything. And I, I hope they can get to the bottom of what it is because as a professional to to break down 
in quick succession with a different injury to what he had last time is is extremely frustrating. Yeah, um, and obviously, like, like we said, the absence of Aaron Ross to me yesterday, uh, and there was no obviously Johnny Williams was probably a week or two away by the sounds of it. Um, we might, I think, I think both said. He, Johnny might be involved for Friday as a possibility. But, um, you know, I do think we missed a player like that yesterday. Just someone to find a link in between the strikers because I thought Lecco and Bomb were so isolated yesterday. They really, they really saw the ball, uh, particularly in the first half. I think when Lecco had it, he, he tried his best to try and make something happen, but he'd often just run into traffic as as, as he sometimes does, unfortunately. And and you just think out of the two, you know, out of, out of uh, Ostuma and Williams, if we could have had a body or a player like that yesterday, it might have made a bit of a difference. So to, to, to have to be without the pair of them, you know, definitely on Tuesday at least, I mean, that that will be another worry for Boya. Yeah, it will be. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm sort of gutted for Aussie, really, because over the last couple of weeks, I, I, I think he's played his part. I thought he played well against against Chef Wednesday. I think he played well against um, it, well, in the game before that against Cardiff as well. But took a knock in both of those games because he's that player you know, similar to Johnny Williams where he, he winds a player up really, doesn't he, for, by being so tricky and, and getting in between. And he, he's just kicked, kicked all over the place. So... It's it's um, another uh, it's a real setback for us because I think Ostermer is uh, I, was, I was starting to see the signs as, as to why we'd signed him over the last few weeks. I think when I was looking at the team sheet yesterday, he was one of the first names I was looking for in the team sheet because I thought, as you say there, if you were going to get an impact out of somebody in a game like that yesterday, I think Ostermer would have been someone that could have pulled the strings. And it's it was really frustrating to see that he mm. wasn't there. And it, and yet again, it's another injury. So. Hopefully nothing too serious, and it's only only a couple of weeks at worst, and we can get him back as soon as because if Johnny's only a week or two away as well, it'd be it'd be a real strength, especially over this Christmas period. You know, the lights when we're going to have QPR Bristol and that in a short space of time to to be able to move between those two, so we don't risk in them breaking down again. I think it's it's key <laughs> to have the rotation between between Johnny and and yeah. Aussie as well because we all, we all know what Johnny's injury records like and touch wood so far this season apart from this spell he'd been getting consistent minutes in um but to have somebody backing up like Ostumer as well is is a positive so if we can get both of them fighting fit as soon as possible I think it's it's only going to benefit us yeah. right don't forget we're going to hear from Jason Pierce later on uh, in the show with the addicts uh, skipper coming out to speak to Terry yesterday and we're going to hear from Dave Thompson uh from fans supporting food banks uh, with the collections planned at the next two home games coming up uh, this week but let's have a look at some of your tweets F James was uh, the first one to get involved uh, last night in fact actually a couple more became, came before that so Bob said uh, I never questioned Boya's decisions uh, but starting Ledley was a howler uh, no game time in nearly a year it can't be right regardless of how desperate we are I mean I, I, like I said I was slightly surprised when I saw that Ledley had come straight in obviously with the likes of Morgan sat on the bench but Boya must have seen something in training and I mean Joe Ledley did say himself that he has a he's been good at keeping himself fit he's got a natural fitness level that, that suggested to him that he would be able to to, to come in and, and to make a difference yesterday. So, but it was it was a surprising decision in my you know in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I agree with you. I think that yes, he's kept himself conditioned. But as I've said already, I don't I don't think keeping yourself fit away from a from a, a match atmosphere is is the same as as playing a run of games and. We've had it with Albie and and Darren Prattley and stuff like that. They've they've played a run of games, so they're going to be they're going to be match sharp. You know, we didn't get that out of, out of Ledley yesterday. It, it's frustrating because I know there's going to be more to come from him, but it sort of set him off on a bit of a bad on a bad start. And I just hope that he's sort of mm. not judged on how he performed yesterday because there's plenty more to come from him. 
Yeah, I mean, in- inquisitive Ram, uh, who is a, a a Derby supporter who also has a season to get at Charlton because they live in the local area, actually tweeted us on fir- on Friday after uh, after Joe Ledley signed, saying that he did uh, he joined Derby under similar circumstances, uh, kept himself fit and was ready very quickly, and he did well. So hopefully, hopefully, let's say once he's had another game or two, uh, he'll be okay. Right, <laughs> a tweet came in from Mitch. Uh, just had to do the walk of shame away from the Riverside. Thousands of Teesiders were laughing at us. That was uh, that was actually the highlight uh, of the afternoon. The most impressive addict uh, was Ledley's beard. He was more lively uh, than him. Yeah, he does have one hell of a beard. It looks like Father Christmas before he started going great. It's, 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 it's an absolute work of art, that is. Right, Ev, uh, good evening, inept. Uh, under par, we were firing blanks. Not good enough, uh, but we all know we have horrendous injuries and no replacements. Takeover talks are only talk at this time, uh, we work with what we have. Our away support is superb, uh, though, and it will inspire the squad. We need to resolve the takeover as soon as possible and bolster up the whole squad. I'm not talking millions, just good, decent, hardworking players that want to be successful with Charlton. I'm not despairing. I'm still saying it's going to be a Leeds versus Charlton uh, playoff final. The championship is so unpredictable uh, that you never know what will happen next. On to Tuesday, and hopefully a hard-earned three points. Good luck to you all. That's from Ev James there. Um, yeah, still predicting the, the playoff final, which I'm willing to probably write off now. But, yeah, um, uh, but I mean, Ev saying, you know, it is it is a case of just making sure we keep ourselves going until until January now, and assuming the takeover will be, you know, all, all signed, sealed, and delivered by then. And, and I know Matt Sarford travelled up yesterday to watch uh, to watch the game. Um, then it's a chance to rebuild and and to put together whatever we need to try and stabilise us in the championship. Now, the only thing I will say is, don't forget, we're on 23 points already. We probably need about 45 to stay up. So we need 22 more points. You get five wins, 15, 15 of those points, and seven draws. That's all we need for the rest of the season. We need five wins. We'll pick up seven draws with our eyes shut. Five wins over the course of the season. It's definitely doable. You know, I, I think we're in a good position to stay up. And if we get to that that January transfer window, get that takeover, get whatever Lee Bay you need, a couple of bodies in, just shore everything up, we'll be fine. I agree with you. You know, we had a bit of a dip last year, didn't we? Um, around Christmas time, we always we always seem to seems to be the chart and way, doesn't it? To have a bit of a dip in form at this point, but yeah, hopefully we can get that get the takeover buttoned up in the next in the next couple of weeks and uh, look forward to January and, and having a couple you know resources to actually spend. Hopefully, but I think he made a good point in the uh, in the email there about uh, we don't we don't need we don't need the millions. We just got we want to make sure that we're resourced to getting the players that we think that Steve Gallon and Lee Bowyer think are right. You know, we're not going to be going out there and lumping a load of money on Lionel Messi, are we? So you want to make sure you you bring in the right player. So we've got to look forward to that and just, just know that we'll have our targets and we'll be able to go out and compete in the market to get those targets, I think is the positive in that. Mm. Uh, Sam Cooper says injuries or not the squad has been put together to be able to compete and we just aren't at the races Bayer has said time and time again that players bought in are meant to improve the squad so how can we blame poor injuries uh, sorry poor results and performances on the injuries I, I guess the only thing you can say is I mean yes you build a squad and yes you accept there will be some injuries but I mean, as Bowie said during the interview, I mean, this is this is almost unprecedented, it feels like. 13, I mean, we went to Borough yesterday and they were moaning about their injury crisis and they were still in single figures. Mm. I was like, you're taking a mick. They only had eight out. I mean, we, yeah, had, we had, what, 12, 13 still out yesterday. We had 14 out last week when we had that sickness going around as well. I mean, there there are there is a certain amount of contingency built in when you build a squad to try and deal with injuries. But I mean, this is, I mean, this is something that is... 
a hell of a lot more. Yeah, than- I've, I've never seen an injury crisis like it. I've, you know, and of course it's frustrating we're not getting the results. But at the same time, if you take 13 players out of any side in that championship's match day squad, they'd struggle. It, it's, you know, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to pin how we performed yesterday on injuries because I don't think that is right. Because over other weeks we have performed and not got the result. I think that it's hard to judge yesterday on that. I think that it's it's extremely harsh, um, the position that we are in. I don't, I don't think any. It just seems to be the Charlton way with injuries at the moment. And we did put a, yes, we put a squad together to compete. But if you look at the squad that we put together. How many of the people that we brought in in the summer are, are out injured at the moment? That's the that's the issue, isn't it? You know, and and unfortunately, this time of year, you probably you as we've seen with with Connor and with and with Locks yesterday, we're racking up the points where people are starting to pick up their fifth booking and then you're missing them as well. And it's, it's just like, you know, rubbing salt in the wounds, isn't it? Missing Lockyer yesterday, uh, Connor last, last week, Prattley before that, you know, mm. it's, it's, a, it's just a really difficult time. Um, and an unfortunate period of the season to be getting all these injuries. So it's just, it's crazy. I don't, I don't think any team can compare when, like you say, people moaning about, I don't know how many they had yesterday. Was it eight or nine or something like that? Yeah. See, that's, that's a bad number. If they're moaning about it, you yeah. know, not I mean, that's, that's, that's the talk of the is... town when we're going up there is we've got an injury crisis, but like I say, they've only got eight, so, and we've got so much more. I mean, yeah, so Connor and uh, Darren both actually picked up their sixth yellow card of the season yesterday, yeah. so if they get 10 before the cutoff, and I can't remember when that is, but I, I think it's some point in the new year, then they could both be out for two games. Uh, your, ne- your next ones will be Macaulay Bond. Uh, and Dylan are both on free, so they're a couple of bookings away. Mm. Uh, I can't remember Dylan getting booked. He must have been for mouthing off a few times over the course of the season. Wednesday, didn't yeah. He, for... For, oh yeah, of course, yeah. For uh, getting involved with the referee, I dare say. Um, so yeah, the, some some more potential problems there <laughs> on the horizon. Something to look forward <laughs> to. Uh, right, Jim uh, tweeted in. We were dreadful. It was a shocking performance. However, it was nice to see Lyle Taylor back, and I felt he did well. Uh, Pierce has been poor for a while now. It was a rare poor game from Connor. Uh, Ledley looked all right, although clear he was fit uh doughty again uh, looked all right i mean uh yeah jim saying he, he wasn't too impressed with uh with Piercy yesterday do you think there, there was room for improvement there from the skipper um i think there's room for improvement for everybody i think it's hard to pin it on on a single player yesterday um Piercy has been incredibly consistent and made some incredibly important tackles and, and put in some incredibly important performances in a charlton shirt and i think everyone yesterday had a bad day um I, I don't think Piercy's had that many bad games in a Charlton shirt, really. So I think I'd be willing to let him off of, of yesterday, given what, what he brings to the club in terms of leadership quality. And, you know, we all we, we all love Jason Pierce for the fact that he, he does put in those no-nonsense tackles that leaves everyone in the crowd sort of wincing at <laughs> if, it, if the person's going to get up. Um, and he's an important person to have a, around the club. And you, I don't think... As I say, yesterday can be pinned on a lot more than just one person. I think I think everybody yesterday was was pretty poor. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, Prattley's pocket said, "I think we looked disjointed yesterday and lacked chemistry, a complete lack of movement and legs uh, in the midfield." I would like to see us go more direct and put in uh, some more crosses. Uh, Dave Boyer just said it was a meh performance, <laughs> which sums it up quite nicely. Marion said it was not a great result. Let's hope that better things are around the corner. Now, also, I did ask for uh, people's views on Joe Ledley uh, yesterday. I mean, Adam just said he wasn't very good. Uh, Mel uh, said uh, he reminded me of Lepois, uh just not as fit uh, but uh, I mean, obviously not impressed with his original performance but Richard Justin said I was happy uh, when we signed him but what is his motivation is he looking for a recall to the 
Welsh squad? Uh, or is he looking for a gig in the MLS? If it's for the former, then he is a snip. I hope he's given the chance to get fit. Uh, I think he should be on the bench, uh, though I was amazed uh, that he started. Liam says it's frustrating because uh, injuries aside, the performance recently just haven't been good enough at all. We got shown up by a team uh, that have been consistently poor this season and we know our players are capable of more. Very interested to see what happens during the transfer window. Now, I mean, if you were given the 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 funds to, to go out and, and, and build, you know, not, not go out like, say, and spend millions, I mean, what would you think would be the main area on the pitch that you'd want to improve right now? It's difficult because... We're short in midfield, but once they're all back, that that midfield's decent, isn't it? You know, Josh Cullen, Johnny Williams, Aaron Ostuma, you know, Prattley's had a good performance. You, you almost want to go out and get a, a Darren Prattley, but 10 years younger, don't you? Mm. And defensively, I, I think we're we're looking a little bit weak um, on the flanks, at left left back and right back at the moment. I thought Matthews has done okay since he's come in. I, I don't think Perrington's had his best couple of games in a Charlton shirt. So maybe there are areas we'd look at. Um, and up top, potentially, only because I think Lalem and uh, Macca are, are, are looking fairly decent, but Chucks keeps breaking down. Um, Hemed's broken down at the moment. We're not seeing anything out of, out of Tommy. I don't know when, even know when he's due back. Leko, you can count as a striker, but he's on loan. So probably, probably a striker. I mean, the, the ideal signing in my eyes, I'd, I'd love to see Ivan Tony. I'd love yeah. to see Ivan Tony in a Charlton shirt. I think he is a he's a Charlton striker, like in waiting. Art, like yeah. just sculpted to play for Charlton. I think he's he's like the perfect. He's he's like another Lyle Taylor, isn't he? He's got like the sort of arrogance about him and that sort of the thing that if you're if you're playing against him, you hate him. If he if he plays for you, you adore him. If he if he plays against you, you absolutely hate him. He's yeah. one of those players, and I think we need somebody like that. And and obviously securing Lyle, that's that's got to be the aim. Is it the main thing is securing Lyle Taylor because if he goes, then our business completely changes in January. Yeah, right. Um, Anthony says, uh, is there any good news on players coming back from injury? Uh, my concern uh, is the longer this goes on, the pressure starts to build. And even with the players coming back, we can't get out of this trouble because of the pressure. Well, I say, hopefully, Johnny Williams, I, I don't know if Hemed might not be too uh, too far away. Um, I mean, you hope to get a couple back before Christmas just because it is such a busy schedule. I mean, even this week, uh, by the time by the time we finished on, on Friday it would have been three games in seven days which is a hell of a lot uh, to put your squad through Rob says another defeat that with a fully strengthened team uh, I would expect us not to lose we just need to keep positive stay true to our beliefs and stick together there are still a good times ahead uh, Mitch adds uh, Ledley looked sloppy uh, Ben was out of it Deji looked lost I'm a Prattley fan but he had a shocker yesterday uh, Connor run like a crazed man uh, Lyle looked sharp but lonely Albion and Alfie also looked good but to be honest no matter who looked good I wish I had not seen uh, any of it yeah I think <laughs> uh, I, I think I can understand that yeah, Mitch, because that. it was not uh, the most entertaining of games or, or, or the best of performances London Nick Giza whose uh, good run of, of Charlton not losing at games is well and truly over now because he was there yesterday yeah. uh, pretty much a complete non-event uh, we were poor lacking in any ideas whatsoever after conceding within seconds uh, we may as well have packed up and gone home very depressed uh, only plus was Taylor getting 45 minutes into him uh, other than that nothing positive to say about it at all Sarah Saunders says she's getting fed up uh, with injuries being an excuse uh, nothing more to add on that um, Scott uh, is talking about the food banks which we'll come on to uh, later 
Uh, Charlton XL was a game to forget, obviously, but on the plus side, uh, Lyle Taylor got 45 minutes under his belt. Uh, we can't be that bad again on Tuesday. And hey, Roland's gone and January sales to come, so still reasons to be cheerful. And Sebo uh, says it was just an out-of-character performance at Middlesbrough, uh, just a bad day at the office, I reckon. Right, I think it's time to hear from the skipper, uh, Jason Pierce. He came to speak to Terry uh, after the game. He said it couldn't have got off to a worse start uh, for his side. No, obviously, horrendous start. Um, if you want to come away from home and stay solid for the first 15, 20 minutes, um, obviously, it's, we conceded after less than a minute, I think it was. So, yeah, terrible start, and then we did, just didn't get going. Um, I think well, we weren't good enough today, and... Um, Playing against any any team in this league, you, you got to, we got to win the battle first. I've said it before, um, and we didn't win the battle today. They they, they want they seem to, to want it more than us, and yeah, we're obviously massively disappointed. Does that sort of start shape what happens in the rest of the game? Uh, it puts them on the front foot, puts us on the back foot, and, and that's why we couldn't get couldn't get into it. Um, well, yeah, it's obviously not a great start, but still, we didn't win the battle. Um, first and foremost, you have to win the battle to to win any game for me and we didn't so we're not going to get anything out of the game Difficult to put your finger on because I mean it's not something that uh, that Charlton fans would have seen too often uh, you know a game that we just struggled to even get a foothold in because normally even if uh, you know nobody can fault the commitment or, or, or effort and that's not, not in question but normally even when we're on the back foot we create chances and very few today Yeah no it was, it was an off day um, like you said normally we, we, we got a group that gives our all I don't think People didn't give their all because they give their all. Just wasn't quite our, wasn't quite our day, and we just win the but we didn't win the battle. Um, don't really know what to say because it's not good enough, really. Like we got to do better, and I think for me, like the quicker we realise we're in a, we're in a battle now, um, the better because we got to, we got to improve and improve quickly. Does the fact that we got a game on Tuesday help that we can get uh, straight back on it quickly, put this away, put, forget about it if we can? Uh, uh, including the, you know, we had 500 supporters make their way up here, and they're going to get back to the valley on Tuesday and uh, see a, a performance that maybe puts this away. Yeah, I think and whenever you have a bad performance uh, or bad result, it's, it's always good to have a game straight away. So yeah, that's that's, that's a positive. Um, but like, obviously, I thank we, we on behalf of the players and I thank the fans that, that made the travels up here. Obviously. Obviously, apologise for the performance today. Um, obviously, it wasn't good enough, and they've travelled a long way to, to watch us and support us. So, um, listen, I'd, we we will do, do our best as a, as a team and as a squad to try and put that right on Tuesday. And obviously, we'll keep fighting, fighting for the shirt, and, and doing our best. As a squad, obviously, we've seen players uh, uh, crocked uh, on a far too regular basis, and uh, Aaron Ostrom is another one who's, who's gone down. Jackson Ake broke down again. It's good that Lyle's come back. Um, is it good for the squad to see more players coming back as quickly as possible? Yeah, obviously, like it's really disappointing when you get so many injuries. Just, I've never seen it like like it has been uh, this season before in my career. But um, but yeah, obviously, to get someone like Lyle back in, in the squad and see him come on today and. Um, it's, it's only going to boost us um, but you know going back to today's performance I think we got to hold our hands up wasn't good enough um, so we'll try and put that right on Tuesday and yeah, hopefully we get a few more, few more lads back
Everton live. There we go, Jason Pierce. There uh, after yesterday's defeat up at Middlesbrough, he just sounded it sounded a bit shell shocked, really, didn't we? Uh, talking a lot about how Charlton didn't win the battle there in the you know going out and, and earn their right to play, uh, and and that was that certainly seemed to be the case um, because I mean when they did have the ball, they certainly weren't playing, but they just it, it felt like in that in that first half, every time we tried to get out of our own third every time Middlesbrough were just there and they just dispossessed us so so comfortably yesterday uh, that we were never able to really get ahead of steam going. No, we never were. And, and it didn't help the fact that our, our passing was, was so poor and we were just so careless in possession. And we gifted them a lot of possession yesterday in terms of giving the ball away and, and your short passes and, and everything like that. And it was, it really was, it was so out of character. I, I just don't... Um, it's, it's hard going over it, really, isn't it? Because it was it was that poor. So mm-hmm. it, it it can't get any worse than that. Fingers crossed and touch wood. Um, so let's let's hope that we get a reaction um, for the sake of the season, really, because we're, we're falling into a bit of a sticky patch. Yeah. You know, we've we've won with the games we've got coming up in uh, in terms of numbers of games because it's a difficult period of the season over Christmas, and two, we're we're sort of heading towards the the lower end of the table and the people down at that lower end of the table are starting to pick up results so it's starting to it's starting to get tighter at the bottom now so we we've got a we've got that cushion from from earlier in the season because we we had a fantastic start and it it shows now just how important that start was doesn't it because if we if we hadn't hit the ground running like we did at the start of the season we'd be in, in serious trouble now so <laughs> yeah. we're uh, we, we can um yeah it, that but then that shows because we had a, a Start the season yeah, it shows we, we can still do it. it yeah, shows we can does. still we're do it. We're fully fit side. It shows that we can compete. You know, we're not in this division to make up numbers, and we've we've not been hammered while we've had this injury crisis. It was it was one nil yesterday and a frustrating performance. It wasn't like we got trounced four nil and didn't turn up. It was one nil. They created chances, didn't take any of them. We didn't create a lot and looked poor. But you look at the other games we've lost recently. Arguably, didn't deserve to lose all of those. So mm. we can compete. Um, once we've got once we've got a fully fit side, I think we can beat anyone in the division. So mm. there's a long way to go, you know, long way yeah. to go. Right, I like this from Ray on the Charlton Life Forum. Uh, says with all the Welsh uh, players coming in, can you confirm the name change of the ground to the Valleys instead of the Valley, <laughs> which is good. Uh, right, eight oh one nine says uh, Tuesday night's game is massive for the rest of our season. We can't afford to lose it, or relegation will start to creep up on us. Yeah, that's certainly true. We could really get sucked in on Tuesday if we're not too. Uh, too careful. We'll have a look ahead properly to that game towards the end of uh, this evening's show. And then uh, Gary Cooper from Woolwich says, is there any update uh, on the takeover? We badly need strengthening in the January transfer window. Not really heard anything uh, this week. It's still going through the EFL approval stage. I think Richard Corley reported that uh, Roland Duchatelet was being interviewed, I think, or there was, there was some sort of interviews yeah, between the EFL uh, and the old owner or perhaps the new owner uh, towards the end of last week, so on Friday. So, um, you know, things are still sort of moving along. Uh, I know there was a ridiculous rumour going around towards the start of last week, which, <laughs> uh, which which was just not true. So it's still going on. And uh, there's no, nothing to worry about on, on that front yet. We haven't heard anything uh, that suggests anything has gone wrong, uh, as of yet, at least. <laughs> right, um, Adam says, uh, it's the first time since Bayer has taken over uh, that I felt like the players just didn't fancy it yesterday. Hopefully it's just a one-off blip uh, and we bounce back on Tuesday. Lockyer back should make us more stable at the back. Uh, still loads of games left and no need to panic. Uh, and rush too many minutes into Lyle. Uh, we need him for the rest of the season, and then ask again if there's any news on the EFL status. Not yet, but yeah, that's the thing with Lyle. I mean, Bo said in his interview that we heard uh, 
earlier on in the show. You know, it's going to probably going to be forty five minutes again for 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 Lyle Taylor on uh, on Tuesday. And like I said, I mean, we'd love him to be fit enough to come in, play ninety minutes, score loads of goals, but it would be crazy to rush him back and have another breakdown when he's not quite ready yet. Yeah, I think we, as you say, there we've got to be careful with him because he's it's a long period of time to be uh, to not play football for. You know, fourteen weeks. It was a big injury for him. I I think of he's interviewed a couple of times that he's not really had that sort of injury layup before in his career. So it was, uh, I imagine it's, it was been, it's been tough for him mentally as well. So he did only start actually training with the, with the boys, didn't he on, on sort of Thursday, Friday. So he's got to integrate back in with the group and, and, and get his sharpness up again. And I think, um, I agree. You, you can't rush him in now to be starting games because you don't want him to break down again and lose him, um, for, an, for even longer. So, McCauley Bond's been playing well, hasn't he, in his absence. So we've got that position covered, really. Um, and to have Lyle Taylor, if you can bring him off the bench uh, at half-time or uh, half an hour or whatever, or, or if you start him and give him 60 minutes or whatever like that, it's good to have that option while he, while he builds up that match-up, mm. you know, the, the sharpness that he needs because um, we've, got a, we've got a decent option there in, in McCauley. I've been really impressed with him. Um, since he's he's sort of stepped up, isn't he, massively? So, I think the pressure's off Lyle a little bit to, uh, to sort of bed back in quickly. Yeah. Excellent, right? Tony says, "Good evening, gents. First of all, a big pat uh, on the back to everyone that travelled up to Mbara yesterday. Uh, obviously, I didn't." Says Tony, uh, "It wasn't the best game, actually. Probably the worst since Bayer uh, took over. But I always like to think positively, uh, and the real positives on yesterday's game were Lyle Taylor and Albie Morgan slightly improving us uh, in the second half, and Deji Osha larger." Uh, had a fairly decent game uh, as well. Now let's focus, uh, let's forget about it and move on to Tuesday's game against Huddersfield. It's a big game and hopefully we can get the three points and start off another great run leading us into the Christmas uh, run. Uh, it would be great if we can get Johnny Williams back as he's been our, he's been instrumental in our midfield and attacking play, uh, which was completely missing from yesterday's game. Injuries have stopped us uh, from picking up more points, but I'm not too worried just yet. I would rather have a bad run now uh, rather than after Christmas or later on in the seasons. Maybe uh, two or three signings in the January transfer window to help us along, uh, but let's all stay positive and trust in Bayer uh, to get out of this little rut. That's much love uh, from Spain and, and Tony. Yeah, and and you, you do have to try and remain positive, you know. We know about the injury crisis. We know what we can do when everyone's fit. And we know, yeah, it probably is not the worst time to have a little slump in form. If you're having a slump in form going into the closing stages, then it can really get sort of hairy and catch up on you and you all of a sudden you run out of time to play yourself out of it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to take yesterday to heart too much, really, because <laughs> there is a long way to go and there are going to be some seriously big games along the way. I mean, if you look back at this stage last season I don't think we'd have any of us would have thought that we'd have got promoted you know because we were struggling off the back of a couple of disappointing results last Christmas we we made some made some ground up didn't we over Boxing Day and everything and we and we lost it and we were thinking that we were going to fall away and, and we had a really good and strong second half of the season where we only lost uh, what two games in the, in the in the league in that in that period so there's no reason why once we get the players back that we that we need and and with the any additions that we're able to get through in January that we can't go on a decent run of form ourselves and and you know the 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 aim at the start of the season has always been to stay in the division and we made up a decent amount of ground at the start of the season to make that possible we're not we've got people on our tail of course but seven points is is a fairly decent buffer from the from the drop zone and and you're relying on the teams down there 
to be start picking up victories as well. So I'm not I'm not getting too panicky at the moment in terms of relegation talk, but naturally I want to see my team win football matches. So it's 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 one of those things where we've we've sort of doing it with our hands tied behind our backs because of the injuries we have lost they are instrumental players like the you know the likes of Lars Hay that we've that's been out for 14 weeks the likes of Johnny Williams the Josh Cullens you know they're they're big players for us and we are missing all of them so mm. we've it's, it's been really tough on us yeah right Mark Newbury emails in evening boys I'm sorry but I have to shoulder the blame for yesterday's defeat instead of going uh, I've taken Mrs Chef and the boys to Blue Water uh, and we've never won when I've gone there in, instead of the football four four visits and four losses that's like, a bad that's a bad, don't go there again. bad record at Blue Water go to Bromley uh, instead yeah, or something yeah, hard to see uh, any positives uh, from maybe even Lakeside it's just over the river yeah. uh, hard to see any positives from the game and now the next two games are must win uh, as opposed to maybe a point is fine as we will start to get sucked into a battle uh, at the bottom with only uh, with the only bright sparks being Lyle Taylor uh, finally getting back on the pitch and hopefully Johnny Williams is not too far away. I'm glad we've signed a Ledley as will give us a fresh uh, face uh, and experience will be uh, invaluable. Uh, also adds I can see Grant getting stick, Carlin Grant, on Tuesday, uh, but I've got no doubt that he'll score against us. Maybe this time next week we'll be, be a bit more positive. Uh, at least we're not on TV uh, in the new year. That's from, from Newbury. Yeah, again, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what sort of reaction Carlin gets on, on Tuesday. Uh, which we'll, we'll talk about in, in the preview uh, for the game. But yeah, it, it just trying to remain positive and, and, and clearly the, the main message here is no, no one needs to go to Blue Water when Charlton are playing. No, just don't do it. Yeah. Mark should know better. Yeah, if you've mean, already lost three yeah. out of three. Yeah. He's not heard if, of online shopping. No, no, these do days. that. There's no cake this week either, yeah, so get with the times. it's clearly get with, slacking. Get with the times, Mark. Right, David uh, Todman uh, says, Hi, guys. Respect to those that travelled yesterday. Uh, you could have written the script uh, for that, given the early goal. Uh, Burroughs set up uh, to crowd us, uh, but we didn't close down, and we have never uh, got enough quality possession to build uh, pressure. Uh, bold, uh, but it was an error in the end to start Joe Ledley. Uh, but the key issue is now we're in the scrap down the bottom, perhaps... Uh, need a B game of parking the bus away sometimes Uh, the good thing is that we have a beatable Huddersfield now uh, set up under the lights for a classic uh, uh, at the Valley on Tuesday night I mean we have we have obviously we go away to teams like West Brom and Fulham where we started with the three at the back and, and soaked up pressure and looked to hit on the counter I mean that is we have got a a way of playing that works for us away from home. And I guess, you know, you go to a Middlesbrough team where you're thinking, well, we might be able to try and dominate here. It didn't happen whatsoever. Yeah. Um, you At least we know there are, there is another way of playing that if, if we need to, you know, and I, I wouldn't be shocked to see if Bayer suddenly thinks, actually, I might try something a little bit different away from home over the next few weeks. Yeah. And we've, as you say, we've got that effective plan B and we've, we've seen it work at the likes of West Brom and, and, and Fulham and places like that. And, it's going to be it's one of those things yesterday we, we we went down so early that we we set up to go against a side that are struggling and were desperate for a win that we probably could have you know we could have nicked it wouldn't if we'd have got the early goal the crowd would have got on their back and it it was one of those but it just went their way yesterday they got the they got the early goal and then you, you've almost gifted them that confidence because they, they were so desperate for a win and we've given them a pretty good chance of getting that win 53 seconds into the game so it was. I, I don't think we could have questioned that too much yesterday in terms of having a plan B. I agree that starting Joe Ledley was was probably an error, but we probably looked at that because because of his experience. He thought he, maybe he would soak up a bit of pressure away from home. But 
uh, rather than Albi, who is someone that's come out and uh, you know Bowyer said out many a times that his his defensive side of his game isn't quite there yet. So maybe we were looking to be a bit more defensive yesterday, and it just didn't pan out that way because we were we were you know trailing and chasing the game after fifty after fifty seconds. So mm. I don't know. You know, yesterday was was just a just a bad day at the office, yeah. and I think that we've seen that we've we've got the tactics to to. We'd like, he freshens it up all the time, Levo. It doesn't he, depending on the on the opposition and how they play. So, um, yeah, w- tactics are there. It's just yesterday was, was a bad day at the mm. office. Yeah, uh, David did ask uh, as well if there's any idea on the process or the timescale for the EFL thing. So not not really in terms of the, in terms of the timescale. I remember when where on, on the Friday where uh, the news of the takeover came out, I did ask a few people and, and was sort of told uh, they were hoping that like, it might be you know, a couple of weeks because it had started a couple of weeks before. Uh, but at the same time, these things invariably could change. You know, it, you never know what's going to come up. Um, like I said, there was there was one at Wigan a while ago. Their takeover, um, I mean, a couple of years ago now, that seemed to take forever. I uh, did some looking into that. The actual EFL part of that process maybe took about a month or six weeks. Um, but the reason they wanted it forever was because of shareholders voting on something, which which um, was the reason that was a lot longer than I was expecting. So um, we hope, hopefully, you know, about a month they maybe for the EFL process. Uh, and like I say, I'm, I was fairly confident that started two weeks before we heard about the takeover. So maybe, maybe, maybe in the next couple of weeks, that's if everything goes smoothly. Uh, hopefully that'll be the case. Sebo, uh, just adding, like I say, it was an out of character for the honest group that we have uh, got yesterday, but I am very confident that it was a one-off. Right, don't forget, we've got two home games coming up uh, in the uh, course of the next week. Uh, very unusual to have two evening games in the same week, but Tuesday night we're at home to Huddersfield Town. Uh, then on Friday night uh, we're at home to Hull City. Um, so two very difficult games, but there is some good stuff happening before the game. Now you may remember uh, sort of around this time last year, as well uh, uh fans supporting food banks were collecting uh, outside the back of the west stand collecting food uh for the local uh, greenwich uh, food bank uh they did that twice last year they're doing it again twice this year uh, ahead of the the games with uh with huddersfield and with how i caught up with uh, dave thompson from uh, fans supporting food banks uh, he told me what they've got planned this week the club are very uh, kindly um helped uh the British Food Bank. Um, last year they did it, and they're going to do it again this year. And they're up to Christmas. We're going to be collecting food um, before the Hull and the Huddersfield games, or Huddersfield and the Hull games uh, this week. So we'll be there for a couple of hours before kickoff. Um, we'll have a Greenwich Food Bank van parked in the West End, and we will take all donations. Very gratefully received. Yeah, because obviously uh, the, the club uh, took part in this initiative last year as well. Uh, and did it, it seems like it got quite a good reception from the Charlton fans last year. Yeah, it was great. Um, I think we collect from memory. I think we collected about 400 weight of food, which is pretty much two van loads, um, which at this time of year in particular, um, I think it's common knowledge that food banks are uh, being relied upon much more across the country. But at this time of year, especially, um, you know, we find that there's a, a big um, a big demand and Typically, um, we're under pressure in terms of the spare food that we've got at the back at the food bank warehouse. So it's perfect timing. And yes, the Chant fans were really generous last year. Mm. And I think the fans you know, genuinely like an opportunity to do something good at Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, what sort of items uh, would, would the fans be, uh, should, should they be bringing them? What, what are the sort of food stuffs and that sort of stuff that, that they're needed most? Well, the key thing is, unfortunately, we can't take any fresh food. Um, so it all needs to be stuff that's non-perishable. So typically it's tinned food 
dried food. Um, if you look down the kind of list, I mean, there's, there's always a bit of a running joke that food banks have got, you know, mountains of beans, for example. Um, I think what they're specifically short of most of the time is tinned fruit, tinned peas, tinned carrots, um, tinned rice, tinned custard. Um, and long life, long life of fruit juice is always um, really handy. And one other thing that uh, the food banks uh, collect for, but which is well received, the toiletries. Because very often, you know, if you're short of money, um, you kind of get your priorities in a line. And um, we normally find that people are grateful for some toiletries. Mm. Now, of course, um, uh, football clubs are so big, such a big part of the community. And, and this is a good way, for, I guess, for the fans of those clubs to help what is, their, of course, their local community. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's, you know, I mean, we see it, uh, clubs across the country doing it. Um, all of our local clubs do it, really. And we're really pleased that... Um, Charlton get behind this as well um, and it is you know it's, it is just a very obvious community initiative all the, the food banks in Greenwich are, are, are volunteered by local people um, and typically all the food we collect is from local people as well um, so yeah it's a fantastic community initiative yeah and just finally I mean if uh, if, if the supporters aren't being aren't able to make the games this week is there any other way that they can donate to the to the Greenwich food bank yes um, uh, there's nine supermarkets across um, the borough that have um, collection points um, off the top of my head there's Tesco's in Woolwich uh, certainly my local Sainsbury Superstore down at Charlton does it um, I think Waitrose in Greenwich down at New Capital Quay um, there's two co-ops at Well Hall and Herbert Road in Woolwich and I think the Asda does, yeah, the Asda does it as well at Charlton all of that information's on the Greenwich Food Bank website um, but they can do that there um, and there are also um, some collection points um, dotted across the borough. Uh, again, it's on the website, but Charlton House, um, Eltham Centre in Archery Road, um, the Forum, uh, Christchurch in Trafalgar Road in East Greenwich, uh, Greenwich Community College in Plumstead, and the Woolwich Centre in Wellington Street. They're all um, open Monday to Friday, certainly some do Saturdays. Um, but the easiest way I find is just to buy a couple of extra bits when you're in the supermarket and drop them off there and um you know that works really well mm. so excellent stuff so just to reiterate you'll be behind the west stand uh before both of the uh the home fixtures this week yeah we will we'll be there for a couple of hours uh, just come along the food bank man uh, will be there and we will um, be very pleased to see you Swing this ball in again, looking for, towards the far post. So with the header. So come on, Matty at the back post. And Charlton have their second. Just a little thin corner to the back post. Bruce totally misjudged it, and Nabi Saw had an open goal. There we 
there we go. Uh, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just heard there from Dave Thompson uh, from uh, Football Supporting Food Banks. Uh, they're going to be here, uh, fan supporting food banks, I should say, on uh, on on Tuesday and on Thursday, uh, on Friday even. Um, so you can donate to your uh, to the Greenwich Food Bank, uh, and it's a good time of year to to be doing that. And obviously, I'm sure they'll be uh, desperate for stuff as well. So make sure you uh, get involved in that. Sebo says uh, there's a the Tesco in Lewisham has a food bank uh, donation place as well. So uh, plenty of ways to to get involved in that. And I'm sure the Charlton fans will be uh, more than generous. Uh, when it comes to it on, on Tuesday and on Friday. Right, let's have a look ahead to that game on Tuesday evening then. It's Huddersfield Town uh, coming to the Valley. Um, I'm just, I said must win on, on Saturday, actually, to be fair, against Middlesbrough. And we have lost and it's not the end of the world because really uh, Wigan in 22nd haven't gained any ground on us. But you don't want too many of the teams below you beating us. And having had Luton and Middlesbrough done that recently, um, we could do without Huddersfield doing it as well. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> it's um, it's. I think it's an ideal time to try and bounce back. Um, I think it'd be. It's always you can get some special nights, don't you, uh, under the lights at the Valley. Um, so it's it's an opportunity for us to to really push on now because we we've, we've got to we've got to bounce back. The 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 bottom line is to avoid getting dragged into anything. You know, in, the, in a position we don't want to be in in terms of being on the you know flirting with relegation. We want to make sure that we we turn it around now because as you said earlier if you if you get in a slump it, it is it is quite hard to get out of that that lull in form isn't it if your confidence take a battering sometimes it is hard to to really to really pull yourself out of that dip so we've got to do it at some point i think being at home is an advantage Huddersfield down there as well that without a win since early november so aside struggling in, in the division as well so it's an opportunity for us to to really, well, to turn our fortunes around and and hit a nice run of form as we head into the Christmas period. Yeah, um, a Huddersfield team coming to us not in the best of form. Obviously, they had a horrible start to the season, uh, having been relegated from the Premier League last year. Uh, well, they lost. Uh, well, they drew. They drew their second game uh, of the championship, but that was the uh, that was the only game out of the first what eight or nine that they didn't lose. I mean, they started on dr- dreadful form. Um, obviously, got rid of uh, Jan Stewart, the manager. The Cowleys came in. Uh, they had a little bit of a lift. I think they got a couple of results, but since then it started to tail off again. Uh, being at home to Leeds yesterday, which I guess you can't really argue with because Leeds are a good side but they conceded five at Bristol City on their last uh, away trip uh, all five of those goals were inside the first 49 minutes as well um, in Carlin Grant <coughs> they have got a striker who's got 11 goals so far this season so if it weren't for him God knows where they'd be but they, they're struggling this season and when you're coming up against the team so like I say we're going to find ourselves in a mini league with if we're not careful <coughs> the, the, these are results that we, we have we have to get and and you look at a team that's struggling this will be a, a result that Bay will have his eye on as well because he'll he'll look at a team that that aren't on the best of form especially away from home and think we need to we need to go there and, and get some get, get get three points really yeah exactly and and being on home soil swings it in our favor if you like I think that um we, our fans have we've really got to get behind the boys because I think the the confidence is dipping a bit, and I think Huddersfield are a good example of what can happen when your confidence is down because you know they had the the Premier League relegation last season way before the end of the season and and never really picked up any any victories even after their relegation was confirmed and they come into this season with a, a Premier League worthy side you know Premier League players no one no one really tipped them to be that close to the bottom but 
that mentality is so hard to iron out if you get into a losing mentality. Mm. And they carried it into this season, and, that, and they saw, you know, that's where we saw uh, Jan Soywat leave, and and the Cowleys have come in, and they're that upturn, and and now they're they're struggling again, and, and it's an, a good time to play them, especially mm. for us because. Boya and uh, Jacko, Marsh and everything, they won't accept a performance like, like Saturday again. Like, yeah. they, they won't. So it's uh, the time now is, if we were coming up against a Leeds or a, or a West Brom at home or something, it, it would be quite difficult because I think our confidence would be down. But I think as a dressing room, we, I think we'd quite fancy being able to get someone out of Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah just two wins uh, on the road all season for, for Huddersfield Town. Uh, one was at Stoke and that was a very, uh, quite a late goal as well. I remember listening to, to that on the radio. Um, near the end of uh, might even have been uh, uh, Nathan Jones' last 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 game there but he wasn't there for much longer after that and uh, a win at Brentford as well which was also one there which I vaguely remember they didn't really deserve from what I heard as well so they're, they're not great on the road I mean obviously we've got to concentrate on ourselves you know the amount of losses we've had recently is uh, is going to affect the players and you're, you're thinking about well, who, who, who can we freshen up who can we bring in to rotate Tuesday and there isn't really that many who, who you can do obviously Lockyer is going to be coming back from suspension Lyle Taylor is going to be up for 45 minutes but I mean if you're looking around on that bench that there's not really too much that you think you know he's going to be a dead cert starter just to try and find something different within the squad at the moment no I think the only the only change I'd make is is bringing Albie in for for Joe Ledley I think I think that um Albie's you know sort of crossfield balls and passing can we could we could really hit Huddersfield on that, especially if you if you're feeling balls into the likes of Jonathan Lecco, he's probably got the pace to to test. You know they've got defenders like uh, Schindler, Stankovic aren't exactly blessed with pace. So if we're if we're hitting them on on the counter like that, especially, then it, it probably work in our strength. Apart from that, as you say, I can't really see many changes yeah. unless he starts Lyle and tries to get an hour out of him. I'm, yeah. I'm not too sure. Well, the weird the, the weird thing looking at Huddersfield's away form is because they've they've only um, only won twice. <laughs> Is they they've actually managed to score on every single away game so far this season, which is a, uh, an interesting run. And certainly, Carlin will be up there in the in in those goals those goal scoring charts. Like I said, he's got eleven uh, overall this season. I mean, what, what sort of reaction do you think Carlin will get having left in the circumstances he did in January? Um, you remember, I, I was gutted when he left. Um, he, he came to Peterborough away. And I'd, I'd had a few little whispers that he was on the way out on, on the Friday. So I was surprised to see him there. It sounds like he sort of struck a deal with Bo that he played because this was when Lyle Taylor was still out suspended. Yeah. So he struck a deal that you play Saturday and we'll let you go. Um, yeah. what, what do you think his reaction will be? Um, um, I think... Did make a move to a Premier League side at the time. Yeah, I think you look at it on two sides. Is that He's a young player that had a Premier League aspiration and a chance to play at that level with a considerable increase in salary. Um, Huddersfield weren't looking like they were going to send the division at that time so I, I I think some people were probably a little bit baffled as to why he chose them um, but I think that it sort of powers into insignificance now because I think we're in a bad run and I think that the efforts and the, and the support I think we've, we've got to focus on our lot you know Carlin isn't our player anymore so I don't think we need to give him any kind of reaction at all I think he he was fantastic for us in that uh, last season in in that uh, half the season before he left, he's left now. So I think I think the, you know turn the focuses towards our our guys because we're going to need it on Tuesday night. We're in a we're in a really poor run. 
we're going to need a, a lively valley to to sort of be the 12th man and push the boys to uh, to try and get the three points. Well, let's hope that is what happens on Tuesday night. Right, we have run out of time here uh, on this evening's Charlton Live. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. Uh, disappointment yesterday up at the Riverside Stadium, a 1-0 defeat. Uh, we desperately need to bounce back at home to Huddersfield on Tuesday. Right, thanks to Lewis Cat. You've uh, put up with me pretty much all weekend, really. because <laughs> We've we were... had a little weekend yeah, away together yeah. pretty much, haven't we? Yeah, so uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, good to see you. Um, I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. Like I say, we'll be back here on Thursday night. We'll look back at the game. Uh, against Huddersfield and ahead to the game the next day against Hull. It's a busy week coming up. Let's hope that Charlton can get a fair few points uh, out of it. I've been Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Thursday. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 